Welcome to Conquest of Podcast. I'm Joyce. And I'm Lily. And we are back after a small delay because of Thanksgiving and some other life circumstances. And <laughs> delays. But um yeah, we're here to wrap up our thoughts on anime NYC. Yeah. Um Lily, did you kinda wanna start us off on like just general thoughts on what yeah. you thought of anime NYC? Um, I still enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun at uh, Anime NYC. It's up there with one of my favorite cons. It was a good time. It was definitely much bigger this year, I think. Noticeably, just there was a lot more people. And mm-hmm. it was kind of wild. But it was a good time. Also, I have a cold, so ignore how I sound <laughs> at the moment. What about you? You don't sound too bad. But uh, for me, I enjoyed it a lot. I think... I made a whole post about it, like, on my Instagram, but I definitely think Anime NYC has become one of my all-time favorite cons, just because I like how everything's set up, and I also like how it's only been two years, but both years, I think they planned it really well, Mm -hmm. and they organized all the events really well, like, including the ones that we went to that we'll talk about very soon. So, yeah, I had a blast, and it makes me look forward to next year and Mm -hmm. crossing my fingers that we'll be able to go next year as well. Yeah, they already released the dates, and tickets are already on sale for next yeah. year. Also, you may have noticed that our con buddy, our oh, yeah. guest host, is not here. <laughs> um, because we were delayed, we wanted to get this out, wrap up our season, and not leave our fan hanging. So, <laughs> sorry to Melissa that we went ahead without you, but I know that she enjoyed the con. Maybe we'll do a bonus episode to catch up on her thoughts, too, leading up to anime, anyway, the other one, Anime, anime Boston. Boston. That's true. But it's just us, but we had fun. And yeah, I'd agree with a lot of what you said. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> oh, first, getting to the con was oh, its yeah. own journey. Uh, in case you didn't realize, <laughs> the weekend of November, I guess that was the 16th? Uh, 14, around, 15, 16? Yeah, Anyways, um, there was a freak snowstorm in the Northeast, and it... Oh boy. It was bad. Uh, we left in the morning, no, we left the evening Thursday night. It was like afternoon. Yeah, like yeah. five or four or five. Because um, we were supposed to get there by 8 p.m. Right. So we left around, like, 4. Because it takes it should normally take about four and a half to five hours from Boston to New York on a bus. Yeah. And my dad sent us a message being like... It was like an Don't... hour and a half into our bus trip. We had already left the station. There was no going back. Yeah. And my dad sent a message saying it may be a good idea to come in tomorrow morning just because the snow is so bad here i can't imagine what it's like in boston but i told him actually there's no snow where we are but also it's a little too late to head back wait did he send you the photo this time too or was that later it was later because he i don't think he was at the bus stop yet but i mean there's not much we could have done no there was nothing we could have done but like literally the snow hit new york first and it didn't hit boston until later so there was just a point of nothing there was a BC and an AD to our bus ride. You looked out the window and you were cool and you went to sleep and you looked out the window and it was snowing. Mm-hmm. S- there was so much snow. Uh, we ended up taking, uh, there was a rest station. So we, t- we stopped there and th- this was already like six hours into the bus ride. We should have been in New York by the time we got to the rest station. Yeah, but uh, there was a lot of traffic. There was a lot of traffic. Our lot bus lot driver was 
really good. We didn't get into any accidents. We passed a lot of accidents. Mm-hmm. Actually, there, I don't think there was any ice. We were oh, really good. lucky that there wasn't that it wasn't slippery. It was just very like packed down snow, oh. and apparently no one knows how to drive in snow in November. Okay, because like, there was a point where the bus was stuck in a patch of snow. It I was guess, snow, and um. Yeah, he had to really go down on the gas pedal to yeah. make sure we got out of that rut. But we did it safely, so it yeah, was fine. we did actually burn rubber on that. The bus smelled mm-hmm. like burnt rubber for the next hour. It was yeah. really bad. But, so getting to New York was, almost didn't happen. It would have happened eventually, but it was bad. And then we got to New York City, and then we still had to get to Jersey, which was another hour and a half, I think, to mm-hmm. wait for the bus and then get on and then get to our location. Like so we just barely made it to the last bus that was leaving because yeah. I think the last one is typically around midnight, one in yeah. the morning, and we arrived to my place around two in the morning. Yeah. So it was very late. We and were supposed to get to this pl- to Joyce's house so at eight p.m. Yeah, and I felt very bad for my parents because, like, my dad has work the next day. He had to pick us up. Uh, but I mean, also they definitely would not have gone to sleep until we came back because they're very yeah. concerned that something bad would have happened in that yeah. really bad weather. So yeah, it was messy all around. It was truly awful mm-hmm. this whole bus ride. But we did it. We got to Jersey. We slept for not enough time, <laughs> and then uh, day one con was Friday. Yeah, I've seen a lot of comments on Facebook about people who talked about how a lot of their flights and mm-hmm. bus trips got delayed or just canceled all around, so people who had three-day passes couldn't attend Friday, oh, which yeah. was unfortunate. Yeah, I bet anyone who was flying into NYC was not flying into NYC that day. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Man. Next time, we'll look at the forecast and take the train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think it's good that our cosplays weren't too complicated, because yeah. if it was, can you imagine going into the snow with... I mean, the snow was cleared off pretty well, That I was think, the afterwards. other thing. It melted hella fast. Yeah. Um, what? Friday was your Isabel. You were very popular. Yeah. People really appreciated seeing you. My favorite part was people yelling, welcome to Smash, because, <laughs> you know, she's about to be in the new Smash game, which is being released this weekend, which is super exciting. Oh my god, that's this weekend. Yeah. So... Wild. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Melissa was... She did end up going as Loki Aizawa. She mm-hmm. looked good. It was fun. There were yeah. a lot of Aizawas. We're gonna get into yeah. the cosplays that we saw. Mm-hmm. And then I was Ash, which was fun. Mm-hmm. That was one of the more... Because rec- I've only been Ash, I think, at, like, Boston Comic Con yeah. before then. And then, you know, other people were like, oh, hey, it's Ash. But, like, an anime is like, that's his turf. So, yeah. like, good... It was a good time on Friday. Um, Saturday was our Ghibli day, which was yeah. fun. Yeah. And we went to the meetup, which was... A lot of fun. There was a lot of people, more people than I expected. Yeah. And they did a really good job at how the con organized, mm-hmm. you know, they were set on like, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to call up the mm-hmm. shows, characters. This is the order we're going to go in. The person had a megaphone and everything. Yeah. So, which is way better than, I guess, not to say, some messy meals. Yeah. Because a lot of fan run photo shoots, which there's nothing wrong with. I just think... Because it often is in a space that isn't mm-hmm. really... It either blocks traffic or it's <laughs> not, like... Yeah. It's hard to tell who's in charge yeah. of the event. It made things, I guess, a lot more smoother since yeah. the con took it into their own hands to do it. Yeah. Also, this one, they put... Or at least the ones we went to with uh, Anime Boston and Boston Comic Con, 
the, a lot of the meetups are just like shoved into corners around the con so they don't get in the way. But this one, since it was planned, it was in one of the like most well-lit areas <laughs> of the con. So all the photos looked good versus just like the weird yellow lighting of Anime Boston that we get sometimes. Also, it attracts a lot of photographers. Like, yeah. I remember when we were standing there, they were like, okay, the Ghibli meetup is starting. Like 30 people came up and they were like, I'm ready like with my camera. Yeah, and there were so... some intense photographers there. It was wild. Yeah. Like, it was fun. It was nice. Mm -hmm. being around. Melissa went, I don't want to say she went like the biggest, but she did because she had a larger dress, more noticeable dress that she was walking through city with, and she had her wig on. Yeah. Stuff like that. My favorite part was in the morning when we got on the bus, (laughs) there was a person getting off Everyone gets off at the same time. This one guy was like staring at her, like, <laughs> "Why does she look like that?" And it's just that's part of the one of the yeah. greatest parts about going to con is just getting the reactions of people Plums. outside <laughs> of the con. That yeah. was pretty fun. There was like I had my coat, so you didn't see everything. That and also mine was nothing. It was a yellow shirt and pink pants. But mm-hmm. the person next to me on the bus, she saw that I guess that we were three of us were together, and something about Melissa just threw her off because she moved over a little bit. She like moved <laughs> away from me on the bus. I don't want to be so serious. And I was like, it's not contagious, ma'am. You're gonna be okay. It's so hilarious. <laughs> and then Sunday. Sunday was low-key. We didn't I dress think, up as anything. Yeah, I don't think any of us did. Which made sense, because also you and Melissa left that day. Mm-hmm. So I think it would have been easier for you guys not to cosplay yeah. as anything, since you guys were going on the bus immediately afterwards. Yeah. Those were our cosplay days. Um, Saturday was just overwhelming in general, so I think if I had to pick, my favorite cosplay day was Friday. Because mm-hmm. one, it was that fresh con feeling of like, we're here! Yeah. We survived the snow! <laughs> People recognize my character! No one recognized <laughs> me from Eshita. Uh, someone at the Ghibli meetup did because once you put it in context, you're just like, oh, but like other than that, if you see me wandering on my own, I also was very casual, so I didn't put a whole lot of effort in, but if you saw me wandering on my own, just be like, oh, there goes a bright yellow person. (laughs) But, um, what was your favorite day as cosplay? I think, hmm, I would have to say Saturday. I just think Saturday is when people bring out the big guns, their bigger cosplay, and there's just generally a more, I guess, hype atmosphere since mm-hmm. it is the biggest day of the convention. My favorite part about being Kiki is we ran into a tombow. Wait, yes! That had a sign that said, Kiki, do you love me? And Lily pointed it out, like, from across the room. Like, we were eating lunch, and he was literally, like... <laughs> he I was just like, minding his own business. He was walking from point away. A to point B. Yeah, and we, like, literally ran up to him and was like, can we please... We chased him down. Yeah, and I feel like we kind of startled him there for a second. Yeah, no, but... he was definitely startled for a hot <laughs> sec, but the photo was really cute. And he was really nice about yeah. it, yeah, so... And we saw him later at the Ghibli meetup yeah. with his actual Kiki. Kiki. <laughs> and they looked really good. Good, but I was really happy that we saw him. Yeah, yeah. I was. That, I, I approved that photo. That was really cute. And that was a really. It was really nice. Nice touch to his cosplay. Yeah. We did a few panels, not as much as Boston Comic Con, but we did some stuff. And I frankly don't remember. You did more. You and Melissa did more panels than I did. Because I would we, like. Yeah, I would like oh, dip yeah. to take photos for a while. Well, I think we only went to one event that. Or one panel that yeah. you didn't go to, which was... I wish I remembered... Oh, it was something like annoying. Annoying, some, annoying, something, and more annoying. Or something like mm-hmm. that. But essentially, it's three voice actors, three prominent voice actors who did improv, which was really yeah. cool. I love improv shows, so... And Mimos had absolutely no idea what this was about, because yeah. there was no description for it. We just went and being like, oh, what is this about? And fortunately, it was a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. A lot of people threw a lot of interesting, like... 
I guess. Like, a lot of times you'll ask the audience, like, character name oh, or, yeah, like, scenario, yeah. and it was a lot of fun to see them interact with the audience. Nice. I think one of the voice actors was the guy who voices One Punch Man. What? Yeah. Oh, So that nice. was really cool. That's cool. And it seems like they were really good friends. So. Yeah. So, some of our gripes that we have with Anime NYC are about to be aired, starting with our, one of our favorite parts of anime cons, the AMV contest. And I, we yeah. understand that this was their first year, but uh, I'm gonna let Joyce take this one because she actually <laughs> knows more about AMV contests Well, and is invested in this one. I think one. we all were on the same page. Well, I shouldn't say it like that. When we all went into the room, I just remember everyone being like, receiving the ballot and being like, I don't understand how this works. Yeah, and their ballot was very bad. Very weird, because I didn't specify well of how it works of like oh pick two from this and like the way it was placed it's like pick two for where like for yeah. all of them or just for one category yeah they definitely could have set up the ballot to make it easier for people yeah. to understand how it worked yeah they also almost didn't explain how to vote i remember yeah. it was me and the person in front of us just shouting because the person was like are you ready and we were like how do we vote yeah <laughs> they almost didn't tell us how to do any of it mm-hmm yeah uh, so that was problem one, I guess. Yeah. And then the second one was when we go to AMV contests, we see the same AMVs we do. all the time. They yeah. typically travel around, which makes sense because, like, there's a forum where cons promote their contests and they're going to pick the best ones, yeah. which happens to be, I guess, the ones that are prevalent slash people who are very skilled at yeah. what they do. And so we saw, like, a few of those in this contest, which I'm not surprised about because it is, again, their first year yeah. running the contest. And so they probably picked the best ones, which ended up being the same creators all throughout all four categories, which... Oh, yeah. I mean, if it's the best ones that they can find, then it's the best ones that they can but find. But was it, though? I'm talking <laughs> specifically about the comedy category, which we're going to get into. But we've had this discussion before about AMV contests. Is like, yeah, there are the big hitters, but whenever it's the same ones over and over again, then new people don't have the opportunity to get really get into the ranks. Yeah. And part of the argument is, well, then new people should just be better. But also, maybe there should be like a special VIP category of just like you've already won this AMV specifically has already won five. Some cons do that. You're not allowed to, like, we'll show it, but you're not allowed to compete. Yeah, I figure it's just because it's their first contest that yeah. it's very loose about how yeah. they're running and everything. Another we saw thing, some really good new ones, though. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Another thing is that I wish... They didn't really do a good job at showing, like, this person made this AMV. It was like, it's oh, just yeah. AMV, AMV, like, here's the title of the AMV, and, like, on the ballot, it didn't even say the yeah. person who made it. It was just the title yeah. and where you put the checkbox, which... That's why I really like Emmy Boston system where you can rip off yeah. what you voted for. You can keep the information about the AMVs to look up later, which yeah. they didn't implement here. But again, it's their first time. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they'll improve a lot by next year. Yeah, I'm sure they, <laughs> I'm sure they a got a lot of feedback yeah. on the AMV contest. So before we leave this <laughs> topic, we're going to go in on an AMV that I am very passionate and how much I hate this AMV. <laughs> it is the Yuri on Ice Honest trailer, and it's made by someone... Are they here in Boston, or are they just friends with the AB people? I don't know if they're in Boston, but oh. they their videos go around a lot because yeah. like they're very prevalent in the AMV community, so their AMVs tend to get circulated oh, a okay. lot. Yeah. Well, they might have done something that I've loved dearly in the past, but I'm going to say that they are a douchebag <laughs> for this particular AMV, and it might come across as bias because I fucking love Yuri on Ice. Mm -hmm. It is 
great and wholesome and I dearly enjoy it. And I will admit that I'm sure that like all of the hype of peak Yuri fandom got kind of annoying. And I can understand like whatever, some people don't like things that are popular because they don't like things that are popular. But this specific AMV, I was telling Joyce earlier, there's a way that you can talk and joke about things from a position of how much you love it. And there's a way you talk and joke about things because you just hate on it because you are a small sad person. This AMV is the second category. And I think it's highly offensive. The main reason I hate this AMV is it's very offensive, not just to the Yuri fandom, which like, congrats, bro, you hate, you hate an entire fandom, that's what everyone does. But it's also just offensive to a lot of the character building. And specifically, my main issue with this AMV is that it hates on the fact that Victor and Yuri are gay. And I'm sure that the person who made it is like, no, it's hating on how popular it is. Well, then why did you put the thing at the end? My specific beef is whenever he's things at the, this little five seconds at the end and he's like, oh God, I need to go watch that anime where the women fight each other with their butts. That's how you know that this AMV is homophobic and offensive is because you just really, you're that insecure with yourself and the fact that these two fictional gay men love each other, that you're that insecure with your masculinity that you have to go watch the other one. So I hate this AMV. It won at Anime Boston, and which it hurts. Again. It won here at Anime NYC, and it's just... Y'all, it's not good content. <laughs> it's really not. I Stop do, nominating it for things. I do think part of why, like, I guess it's doing so well is also just... You take the editing into consideration of, like... And there's a lot that went into that video, and I do think that, like, this con was probably like, oh... We should include it because it has so much editing compared to other yeah. videos, I guess, that I think that's like a huge factor to why it's as it is. Um, the fact that it won, it means a lot of people yeah. find it funny. So, And it's also, it's not just like a lot of anti-Yuri, but like Yuri fans also really enjoy this AMV and it's just like, y'all, it's not good content. This is offensive. Mm -hmm. Anyways... Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll stop. I'll stop railing against this AMV. <laughs> but if I see Yuri on Ice on his trailer one more time, I think it's done because they have to come out with something new by next year. They better. Yeah. Oh, oh speaking this. of problematic faves and heartbreak and anger as a fandom, we I can't say his name because I literally, I literally cannot say his name. It's not that I refuse yeah. to. I literally cannot say this man's name. But we went to a panel. Because all three of us are massive Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood fans, <laughs> and um, a little no is there, important. <laughs> there is a distinction, and uh, the one of the main actors. No, I guess he. We'll call him the main because he's Ed. Yeah. Vic Mignogna. Vic Mignogna. Mignogna. It is hard to pronounce. I also have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> so Vic came and we went. Yeah, it's to promote their. They came out with like these new Blu-ray DVD yeah. releases. You can get it early at the con, and essentially you can really tell when you went to this panel that they're mainly there to promote the Blu-rays. Like that's it. Like I feel like they could have done a long Q&A or talk more about the show, but it was more about, like, you can get this in the package, and that honestly took up half the time, which I was a little yeah. disappointed about. Yeah, it was mostly advertisement. And then there was more disappointment that followed afterwards, yeah. which we'll so, get into. Yeah, we talked... I like voice actor panels now, but I'm also not very familiar with Vic. The only way I'm familiar with him is he voices Crow on Ruby, which we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. um, but, because I don't watch dubs. And I thought he was okay. Like, he wasn't as charming as other, like, the Voltron and Bryce Papenbrook. 
that we've seen. But I was like, okay, whatever. He gave a little speech at the very tail end about like, thank you to the fans. This wouldn't be possible without you. Which I, I'm a sucker for those speeches, so I loved that. And then, um, do you want to talk about your history with Vic? I mean, yeah, I known him for a really long time. I want to say I've been watching voice actor panels since I was in possibly late middle school, if not early high school. And he was up there. Like, I watched his panels a lot just because at the time I thought he's a really entertaining guy. But also, secondly, I do think if you go to AnimeCons.com or some website like that, there's a website that tells you the top, like, guests that are invited. And I think he's number one. So he's the most invited guest, like, at any con versus any other voice actor or actors in the industry. And so it just makes sense that there's so many panels on YouTube about him that I watched a lot of his stuff there. And you watched the dub of Brotherhood, didn't you? I did, yeah. which I personally thought was good. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't have that many gripes about it. I thought him and like the rest of the cast did a really good job. Going in, I first off, I never thought I would see him in real life. Oh, and yeah. the only time I've ever watched him was through YouTube. And so I was really excited for this panel. And Lily, you might kind of remember afterwards, we like talked about it. I mentioned how it did feel a little off. Like I can't tell if it's just because... Maybe I'm much older or, you know, it's just a lot of time has gone by, but I personally feel like he used to be very charismatic slash mm. excited about what he talked mm. about. And it just didn't, I didn't feel that at this yeah. panel compared to the other ones I've seen. But I mean, nonetheless, like afterwards we were talking about like, oh yeah, it was fine. And then, and then we found, we found out. out something pretty huge that Lily, if you want yeah. to talk about it. So one of my friends, she was met talking to me about like, how was Khan? And I told her and she was like, oh, I love Brotherhood, except Vic is uh, a sexual predator. And I was like, mm-hmm. he's a what now? So she sent me all of the receipts about Vic and all of the things he's done. Basically, he's just a sleazy douchebag celebrity. He will yeah. hit on fangirls. He um, He's a diva to work with. He's a diva to work with at cons because he thinks... I mean, he has this clout, and it's just apparently gone straight to his head, and he's just a diva. There's a whole list. There's a whole list. We I will post it in notes. Yeah. And it was disappointing for me and Melissa because we weren't that attached to him. We were just like, honestly, I saw it coming. Um, it was disappointing to me because Crow was my favorite character, but honestly, when, spoiler alert, when he didn't die, he became dead to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I was still disappointed because, like, he was, he seemed like an okay guy, but I know this hit you really hard. Yeah, I was really shook. I guess, again, like, I remember growing up watching him. I'm sure, like, a lot of it has to do with nostalgia, and, I mean, I was very young at the time, so I was... I feel like a lot of stuff went over my head, slash, obviously I was very impressionable at the time, I didn't really... I'm sure if I were to see those panels now, I probably will think very differently on how he may have ran his panels mm-hmm. at the time. But um, yeah, I remember thinking like, oh my god, he's so entertaining guy, yeah. I'm like so excited to see him at some of the cons in the future, and it finally happens, and then this, we yeah. find out all of this, and it's like, wow, like, now I feel not that great that I supported someone like him. <laughs> Which I didn't know, but, um... Yeah. Yeah, and it also sucks that he's still getting hired, slash, it's still in the industry. And it makes me wonder, like, when I talked about him being off, I'm wondering... He must be aware of all of this, and I'm wondering if it's because he's kind of being more, like, all this bad stuff I don't is know. Out. But, like, I mean, again, like, it didn't really hurt him. I feel like, yeah. like, I saw the petition of him, because he's in the free dub, which is, I guess, one of the more recent yeah. things that he's done, and a lot of people were petitioning that he gets cut out of the cast oh, yeah. and get replaced with someone new. 
which they didn't end up doing. And I do think the this kind of going more broad, but with the dub industry, you can definitely see a pattern of them picking people more so of their notoriety mm -hmm. in the fandom, not so much their actual talent. Which in the list, I've noticed some people bring up of the whole like some people don't even audition. It's just like oh, you, wow. you get the part because you're really big that's and you're nice. gonna bring an audience to the franchise. And then I think that's so oh, disappointing. Yeah. And it makes it the quality less good. Like why would you do that to a show? Like if you're a director of a show, like yeah. I mean, I understand. Obviously, yeah. Again, like you bring in more people, but like that's probably why it's gone downhill I, yeah. for the whole dub versus sub thing like why dub isn't that great i feel yeah. like or at least why people don't see it that great yeah. but yeah i that was very disappointing to is. find I don't think, out i don't think and this could be news for anyone else who's listening but like it's not your fault that you supported vic unknowingly because mm. like we all did like i said crow was my favorite character it's just this it's sad that the industry is still supporting yeah. knowingly and mm -hmm. things like that um, yeah, a lot of the one of the links said that he's not allowed at cons anymore. <laughs> yeah, or like certain cons won't have him back. So yeah, I don't think this is a secret, <laughs> mm -hmm. and we're gonna see what happens. And yeah, so that was that was disappointing. Mm -hmm. Or the last panel we went oh, to yeah. was it wasn't really a panel; it was more of a screening. But we went to see part of Hayao Miyazaki's documentary, which was a sneak peek, but I think it was a large chunk of the film. Yeah. Um, we were only able to stay for a little bit just because we ended up having to dip to like meet a friend after the con, but it looked really good mm -hmm. and they're actually playing in like selected theaters, including some in Boston. So I'm mm -hmm. really hoping to be able to see the entire film when it comes out in like a week or two. Oh yeah. So I'm looking forward to that and I, yeah, I enjoyed that screening. It was a good little screening. Mm -hmm. um, I do appreciate that they had little, there was the main big screen, but I do appreciate they had some little ones yeah. around because we ended up sitting in the back. And yeah, those were our panels and a lot of our thoughts on and around them. I wanted to bring up one more thing. Yeah. So when we went to the dealer's room, they had the stage where like, it was like a mini concert. Wait, you know, I love that thing. Yeah. We would pass by it frequently because yeah, we would like walk around the dealer's room. We actually didn't go to the dealer's room as often as we usually did, which yeah, maybe a good thing. Probably I don't because know. of the crowd size. Yeah, but like the few times we did, we would pass by it a few times, and like sometimes people would be playing music. Other times we would have these light sticks, and like someone on stage would be teaching people like the chants, the fan chants, yeah. and the dances. And I'm like, wait, this is so awesome! I hope they bring this back. It was year. so much fun. That was yeah. one of my favorites. Also on Sunday, because I think part of it was um, hyping up the special concert that they oh, had. Oh yeah, they had a very large concert. I think it's like a they invited multiple idols yeah. to perform in this one huge concert, which was a big deal. Yeah, because it's never it's really happened cool. Before. Yeah. So I think that might have been not like an offshoot, but I, it was a little bit of that. Because remember Friday they were teaching the fan chants for the concert that night. Saturday they were just having like a big old dance party. Yeah. Maybe actually I don't know because we didn't actually get in the deal room saturday but sunday uh i wandered away i lost these two a lot i would just kind of like branch and then <laughs> it wasn't great yeah mm -hmm. but um i'm not sure if you heard but they started playing anime ost oh so at one point no. you could only hear like faintly in the distance just like and then like just this collection of weebs going born to make history oh. <laughs> wait they did play on Boku no Hero Academia yeah. of course so I thought it was really hilarious I really liked that they started playing anime OST uh, on Sundays that it really hypes up the dealer's room <laughs> it does and yeah glad you brought that up that was so much fun I hope they come back mm -hmm. it was just fun to watch I also wish we were able to play some of the games there but the lines were always insanely yeah. long there were uh, some people who just like 
they literally came to play. They yeah. just they just sat down in their chair and really just like dominated the whole weekend. We were able to play a couple games last year, but again, the attendance was much lower, and yeah. we may have gone during like a not busy hour or something. Because I remember we didn't have to wait that long, but yeah. I mean, I guess it's inevitable since everyone wants to yeah have a go at the machines. Also, people did more like this year. People did more than one turn. <laughs> I yeah. Feel like. Um, but you know, congrats to Anime NYC for getting such a bigger crowd. Like Saturday, there was a noticeable difference in crowd size. Yeah. And that's great for them, but also hopefully that means they'll be able to expand into more rooms next year mm-hmm. or something like that. Well, Petcon was happening. We didn't even see. We saw a few dogs. Yeah. Not that many. Like, it didn't clash as much as I thought mm-hmm. it would. Again, the space is very huge, so, yeah. I mean, it's easy to yeah. put them on separate ends of the con yeah. floor, or the Javits Center. Yeah. So that was good. Mm-hmm. So, overall, I really enjoyed MNYC. I'm with you in that it's up there with one of my favorite cons. Mm-hmm. It's a great space for, like, photos. I like the setup that they have going on. Um, oh, I do want to say, like, talking about photos, is this year, there was... So much hero academia. Just yeah. as far as you could see in all directions. <laughs> and like it was the cool. Because like I, I love the show and I like the cosplayers, but my first year or my first year, the first year we went, I remember seeing like all these other smaller niche shows, and maybe I just I didn't get a chance to see as many uh this year. But like I saw five people from Darker Than Black. I saw one mm. person from this other show that I'm pretty sure no one else watched. So I'd missed kinda seeing this happens at all cons. But I was a little disappointed to see more um mainstream conformity this year, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think it's just also if Anime NYC last year, since it just got on the radar, I'm sure like not a lot of people knew about it until yeah. this year, so I feel like starting from this year they became more mainstream, which yeah. means the crowd that they're bringing in is more mainstream. Yeah. And so I, yeah, it yeah. was bound to happen. Yeah, but I appreciated all the cosplays. I got some good photos and they look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of Anime NYC? Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm really excited for next year to see how much they, how much more they expand because I yeah. can't imagine like if we hopefully still go to cons like within the next decade, like. I can imagine. Can oh, you imagine God. how much it grows by next, like, decade? I can't even imagine in the next five years. Like, yeah. It's going to be New York Comic Con size in five years. Because I figure, like, I like to think the majority of people had a good time this year mm. like we did, which means they're going to tell their friends about it, and yeah. then more people are going to be interested in coming, which means they have to anticipate a higher interest yeah. in the coming years. So I'm really excited to see how it evolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically this year, yeah, I really enjoyed all the events and panels that we ended up going to um maybe next year we'll do like bigger cosplays i don't know we'll, yeah we'll see but uh yeah there I was a lot like, of Boku no Hero academia yeah i feel like if we planned we could do a big one yeah yeah uh but we do have some coming up soon which oh, we have we'll some big about. ones coming up soon yeah yeah so that'll which, be uh, i don't think we should drop right now oh, but yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yes. Stay tuned for our next season. I guess that's season four. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of, let's get into it. Season four. We're, it's the home con. It's Anime yeah. Boston. And I'm looking forward to it. It's our fifth year? Yeah, yeah. it's our fifth year. Wait. Wow, wait, that's half a decade. Wait, it's kind of wild. Wow, AB was my first con ever. Oh, right. Yeah. Wait, that's really weird to think about. We don't have cons in Missouri. <laughs> okay, we have like one or two, but I didn't. 
I wasn't brave enough, and I didn't have friends to go with. Mm. But uh, yeah, so AB is the home con. That is our season four. We're really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. We've got some big cosplays planned. We, I think, no, not no, I think. I know we did this at the same time. Our <laughs> whole apartment is going. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have some other guests and guest hosts. Melissa may come back. We may have our other roommate join us as well. This will be her first con. Yeah. So AB. it'll be interesting to see what. She has to like say about the con because I'm yeah. sure it'll be overwhelming, but also a really incredible experience for yeah. her. First cons are fun. Uh, what are you looking forward to at AB? I think, I think the cosplay. Like I know we yeah. just talked about it, but I mean we have very big plans for it. I'm yeah, we do. <laughs> really hyped. Like I'm already starting to plan a lot of it. Yeah. Like even though it's a few months in advance, I feel like typically like I buy slash make it like a couple months mm-hmm. or weeks right before the con but i am really trying to nail it like <laughs> before like be yeah. extremely prepared because i'm like really excited not only yeah. is it a big con but big weekend for all of us so this is gonna be wild i this will be a fun that'll be a fun season yeah and then uh yeah thanks for sticking with us for season three mm-hmm. hopefully we'll uh go back to anime nyc again yeah and our classic wrap-up what are you into right now um what am I into? Why didn't I think about this before <laughs> we started recording this? Well, so me and our roommate Melissa, we are still watching Banana Fish, which oh yeah, is an emotional roller coaster. Um, a lot of shouting has been done while we're watching the episodes, and it's about to end. So it's gonna be interesting. I'm wondering is there gonna be a second season, cosplay. or are you, this is it? I don't know. Oh, I don't man. know how much of the manga it's covered right now, oh, yeah. but my assumption is no. I think it's going to end after this season, so I'm bracing myself for when <laughs> we watch the last episode, which is in like two weeks, so oh, that's wow. going to be a lot. <laughs> and I started reading this book today oh, called... Yeah. Oh, I keep thinking it's called The Incredibles, but it's The Interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, it's this book called The Interesting, which I started reading today during my shift because nothing really happens. I work. I work. <laughs> And it's interesting, huh? Uh, um, because I think I'm a sucker for stories where it's like a group of people or a duo that knew each other when they were young and then they're older now and they kind of reflect on like their relationship yeah. slash like they revisit like old memories and stuff like that. And this book kind of delves into that because it's mm. about a group of kids that are now adults. And it's like two people are successful with their artsy jobs while mm-hmm. the other three are not so successful and so mm-hmm. how that kind of affects the relationship and so i've been really enjoying that book and nice. i'm really excited to finish it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what have you been into lily um i'm still trying to work in my tbr pile i just finished rebecca traster's good and mad which is it's a nonfiction kind of investigative journalism of just like all the different ways women's anger has sparked social change and social movements mm-hmm. so i mean her original inspiration was the Women's March after Donald Trump got elected, and then watching what ha- the hashtag MeToo movement has. But she does a really good job of going back through history and being like, this isn't the first time this happened. Also, a lot of the history that we know has been completely whitewashed. So she shows that like MeToo wasn't just a movement started in 2018, or, God, was it 2018? 2017? Yeah. It was started in 2006 by Tarana Burke. Uh, a black activist, and she was uh, talked about how um, a lot of the LGBT movement that we know, like the activism that we know, was started by a trans queer black woman, mm-hmm. uh, the Stonewall riots, 
and things like that. So Rebecca Traster is a white lady. She is cis, hetero, white lady. But she, I thought she did a really good job of citing her sources and going like, no, this is all wrong. Mm-hmm. Or this is not given enough due. And it's also just really empowering because I am a very angry person. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> and so it's nice to have a whole... Rightfully so. Right? It's mm-hmm. nice to have a whole last book being like, it's okay. It's okay to be mad. <laughs> but you should also hear some things you can do with your anger. Like, mm-hmm. hear stuff like that and there's a lot of stuff in it that i didn't realize just like oh that's what started the french revolution and stuff um and then i started daredevil season two because of my other podcast i have to do it Mm -hmm. um check out emf fangirls earth earth i can't do it earth's (laughs) mightiest fangirls me and my other friend host a marvel podcast and i like daredevil Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little violent, but I'm getting through it. <laughs> and then I put anime on hold, but there was one... Normally, whenever I watch the AMV contest, I come back with shows that I want to watch. And there was one cute lesbian witch anime. Oh, when she flies on a gun. Yeah. The sky. It, doesn't make, it doesn't look like it makes a whole lot of sense, but like it looks cute. And it mm-hmm. doesn't look like there's too much like fan service. So that'll probably be on my list. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly it. Last thing I want to say is the Cowboy Bebop live action remake oh by Netflix God. is an abomination. Just yeah. watch the anime, and that's it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Put your statement out there. Um, yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a lot to see once that comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Joyce finished Cowboy Bebop. No, I didn't. Not Bebop. The other one, Kogias. Oh yes, I did. <laughs> oh my God! Thank you for reminding me. Um, wait, why didn't I talk about this? This is really huge. It took me forever to finish it, and I've talked about it in previous episodes. Yeah, I finally finished it. I watched it with our roommate Sammy. Mm-hmm. What a ride! Because I didn't. The ending I did not see coming. Because I was like, I I couldn't even. I had absolutely no prediction for how it was gonna end. You really can't. It just kept. It keeps escalating to mm-hmm. the point where it's like. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, it's, like, <laughs> oh, God, like, what can they do, like, now at this mm-hmm. scenario? Like, it really comes down to that, and so, and I'm happy with how it ended, and yep. I understand now why people are saying, so, in case you didn't know, they're coming out with the third season for Kogias, and a lot of people, it's very polarizing, some people are happy for it, some people are not happy about it, and I watched the trailer, actually, recently, now that we finished Oof. it, because I was curious to see what it was how they were going mm-hmm. to do it. And I kind of understand, like, how they're making the third season, but still, it's... Is it a season or a movie? Because I've seen posters for a it's movie. It's a movie. Oh, okay. But... That doesn't make it any better, because <laughs> the way it ended is the way it ended. Yeah. And there was a very definitive ending. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like... I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how, like, the this sequel plays out, but... I, I really like how it ended mm-hmm. the second season, and it made me love the. I mean, I loved the show when I first mm-hmm. watched the season, but now that I watched it again recently, I love Hoogias again. <laughs> I love all. The, it's very like. There's so many characters, and there's, there's so, so much characters. that happens that like I'm always like, oh god, like mm-hmm. I'm always overwhelmed with emotions, and like oh god, like I love these characters so much, yep. but uh, yeah, I don't know if there's a show that can even come close to Code Geass for what it was and how it was written. <laughs> Coaster that is Code Geass. That show is yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was talking to our roommate, Melissa, and I think, like, mine is Man of Fish. I haven't watched an anime on my own for a while, mm. and so I'm starting to think, going back to MV contest, 
we watched this really good AMV that kind of spoiled a lot of it of Gurren Lagann. Oh, yeah. We straight know everything that's going to happen in Gurren Lagann. Yeah. But it looks really good, and I heard good things about it, and I think that may be my next by myself. I'm going to watch that anime on my own. Because mm-hmm. um, it was between that and Origami Season 2, but... Oh, think... Origami Season 2 is so good, though, and it's yeah. so short. Yeah. But uh, that'll probably be my cue, like, mm-hmm. next after Gurren Lagann, so... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure we ha- we'll discuss, like, all these things that yeah. we're talking about. Our next season isn't going to be on until March, after we get back from Asia. Oh, Plot yeah. twist, we're going, to the, <laughs> we're going to the land of uh, anime and K-pop. Yeah. The lands. We should, we, you know what we should do? We should possibly do, like, maybe a small update episode when we come back from the trip, because I'm sure there's some things yeah. we can talk about. We could do, like, a video haul. That too. Of what we've done. <laughs> this is this is gonna be fun. We've got some plans. <laughs> we're like pointing all this like right now as we're recording this, but uh yeah, fun. I'm sure something will come out regarding the trip. I'm really excited for it. I'm sure we're gonna do a like I'm really excited to appreciate Japan Japanese culture, but also like I'm sure we're gonna do something like weeb otaku. We're gonna go so <laughs> you know? weeb. Yeah, it's so. gonna be a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a lot of appre- appreciation, a little just a lot of weeb appreciation. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see you in March. We'll see you next season. Thanks for mm. sticking with us. You can follow me on Twitter at Lily underscore Rugo. Also, if you ever want to see my con photos, I'm on Instagram at LRugoPhoto. Mm-hmm. And you can follow me as Joyce's Cookie on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Nice. And then you can follow the podcast on Instagram at ConquestPod. You can follow us online at <laughs> no one listens to podcasts online but in case you want to it's conquestpod.simplecast.fm but the easiest way to do any of this is to just follow us on iTunes Conquest the Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts we, we, we're out there thank you to DCD Prod for letting us use their song Confusion and thanks to us for editing and producing we'll see you next season yeah